welcome to the Kixology podcast, a show all about running shoes. My name is Brian Metzler, your host and resident running shoe geek. I'm also the author of Kixology, a book about the hype, science, culture, and cool of running shoes. In this episode, I welcome Michael Thompson, the Senior Director of Global Footwear for the North Face. We talk about the launch of the new Flight Vective Trail Running Shoe, which brings carbon fiber plate technology to trail running shoes in ways that are similar, but decidedly different to how carbon fiber plates have been added to road racing shoes. We also talk about trends in trail running footwear, how trail running has changed through the years, and what might be next in trail running shoes from the North Face in the near future. Thanks for tuning in, sit back and enjoy the show. Hey, Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Brian. Great to be here. Yeah, it's an exciting time in January all the time when new shoes are being released, and especially exciting for this one. Uh, the North Face, uh, as of today, uh, has released the Flight Vective Trail Running Shoe, and uh, I've been testing it for several months and uh, I've been excited for this day. Um, one, because of the shoe. Two, because it's my birthday. Uh, but um, uh, but also just like the notion that this shoe is coming out with a carbon fiber plate in it. Um, uh, the first performance oriented trail running shoe like this. Obviously, we've seen a lot of development of road running shoes, marathon shoes that have had carbon fiber plates that have really uh, changed the game in marathoning. And now we have this first significant uh technological boost in in trail running. I guess, Michael, tell me about that and maybe the backstory. I mean, obviously, this is a long time in the making. I think it was two years in the making, but obviously, it certainly shows North Face is committed to trail running footwear. And and this is, I think, as some of the literature said, is is certainly disruptive uh, in kind of what it's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to. And happy birthday to you. Appreciate you spending an hour with me on your birthday. No better way than talking about shoes. (laughs) I <laughs> love it. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I think when you see Vective with the North Face, I mean, we've had a, uh, or a brand that has a steep history in trail run, right? One of the, the, the first trail running dedicated products on the market years ago, we've been dedicated to the sport from the, it's, in, you know, from the, from the last two decades. But I think we've, we've, uh, we needed, I think our product proposition fell a little short of what the consumer wanted. And I think what Vective represents is a new chapter and an exciting chapter for the brand and our, and our recommitment to, to trail running and, and footwear technology. And as you said, I mean, Vective has been two years in the making. Um, it's been an incredible journey and I'm glad that today is the big launch date for our specialty partners all over the world. Yeah, super exciting. And I, I kind of kind of got wind when, when I heard the North Face was obviously relocating its headquarters to Denver. Uh, certainly that was a big thing relative to being closer to the mountains, I guess, from my point of view, um, I don't know, I'm not sure that necessarily matters from from a corporate point of view, but certainly it, it certainly uh, to me showed the authenticity of the mountain brands being closer to the mountains. And obviously the recommitment to footwear came through, obviously, Jean-Marc Jean being hired, obviously you, uh, Mike Lee, the senior director of uh, Global Footwear, uh, a guy like Brett Rivers, obviously on the team, some really core authentic people. Um, to your point, obviously, it seems like the North Face has been, been committed to footwear for a long time. One of the first trail running shoes that I think I reviewed uh, was the North Face, I think it was called the Fire Road back in the 90s. 
it actually was quite a quite a good shoe. And maybe before its time, it was uh, much it was light and nimble and everything else. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. But obviously, we know that the trail running market has kind of ebbed and flowed for years, and certainly uh, brings us to today. Obviously, but um, but it's, it seems like that that's kind of the point too, though. That like there hasn't been a ton of of technology in trail running shoes maybe till now, at least not compared to road running shoes. We've seen so much happen in road running shoes over the last 20 years. And trail running shoes have really been, oh, we've got a little bit uh, more reinforced upper or a new flexible foot plate or something like that. But it seems like now trail running, because it's so popular, obviously 2020, um, many more people trail running than ever before because of the pandemic and, and such. But it seems like now is like a real sweet spot for what trail running shoes are going to become. And you're you're exactly right. I mean, it, it, what an exciting time as as a, a fellow shoe geek to be in footwear. I mean, with I think with what Carbon has has done and plated technologies done to to road and brought that energy and excitement and I think real consumer benefits um, to to market is is it was due time for trail running to to bring some innovation and, and some disruption to to the trail running community. And and I think that's what I love about Vective is in the Vective technology is really you know, leveraging, I think, some some best practices in the industry, but tuning it in, in a way that's built for ultra running, built for trail running, um, which I think makes it really unique and really special and, and purpose built. And, you know, as a lifelong trail runner, I, I was waiting, you know, for for brands on the outside to 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 really kind of re-engage um, and commit to new innovation in the trail space. And this is something that we've been laser focused on in the last two years from a product standpoint with Jean-Marc coming on board is really re-energizing um, our, our commitment to trail run um, and performance footwear um, and certainly bringing a, a lot of horsepower from a, a person standpoint to the brand to, to make sure we've got uh, expertise where it matters most. And let's talk a little bit about the technology and how it works. Wait, you might have an echo back there. Is that you? Test one, two, test one, two. Do you hear me? Yeah, I was hearing an echo, though. Huh. I'll try that again. All right. So let's talk about the technology a little bit. I know that certainly shoes have had plates for years, even before the the, the road running shoes got the carbon fiber plates. There was there were several brands that actually worked with carbon fiber for for many years, but they weren't a propulsive. They weren't returning energy. And so it's not just about a plate being in a shoe because we know that trail running shoes have had rock plates for years, and those rock plates were certainly offsetting the, the, the trail debris and the rocks underfoot, but they weren't pro providing energy necessarily. So talk about how this plate actually uh, serves the role probably with the foams to have this synergistic system that actually allows uh, this energy return. Yeah, and you touched on a key part of of the of the the technology, Brian. Is it's a system, um, and I think that all all of the components together in this system, you know, make up the secret sauce. And I think one thing that's really unique about Vective is is that we have a three D plate that sits directly underneath the foot, so on top of the midsole. Super unique in the industry. We have a patent on 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 this technology. Um, it's it's there for a purpose, um, and it it really speaks to the nature of trail running and what we're trying to achieve with this plate. So we want to we want to make sure that we're giving propulsion, stability, and guidance um, in a very natural, fluid way. And having it sit directly on top of the midsole um, allows us to get to the the stability we want on technical trail running. 
um, getting that that 3D shape w- was was critical to wrap up on the sidewalls into the heel counter, adding the trail stability you want. And that's a, that's kind of a different premise than what you'd find in a traditional road plated shoe. Um, we wanted to account for all of the all of the the, the trail nuances that you're gonna you're gonna run, and whether it's a 10k run or 100 miles. Um, and then the the second piece was the rocker midsole. I mean, I'm a big believer in, in rocker midsoles. It creates a really nice, smooth transition from touchdown to toe off. Um, and we kind of dissect that midsole into five different components um, to make sure that that shape is really consistent and really unique and mates perfectly um, with you that carbon TPU or PBEX plate, depending on the model you're running in. And then the surface control outsole. So having the full contact um carbon rubber outsole um, is super important to make sure that whether you're, you're, you're running uphill and you're getting traction or you're breaking downhill, you've got the confidence to bomb because the, the system works really well propelling you forward, but, but can become a downhill weapon if, if used correctly on the downhills, which I think makes a huge competitive advantage for, for a lot of elite athletes. Yeah, certainly. And I've, I've uh, had the, the lucky position to be able to test this since last September. And I think that, um, I think certainly the stability is a big part of it. I think that, you know, running on hard pack, um, fairly smooth trails, uh, certainly you can feel the energy right away um, in, in a very similar way that some of the road shoes um, have done with carbon fiber plates. But I think what's different about this is that it is a true trail shoe. And I do think that the stability, um, perhaps from the cupping uh, of the of the plate around the heel. Certainly there's there's flanges in the forefoot as well that keep uh, it seem to keep the, the foot stable and moving forward. I think also the, the the actual width of the footprint is actually key too. I think I think I think there's a lot going on here that actually um, certainly is part performance shoe, um, obviously and also part real trail shoe. And I think that's the key. I mean I've I've run on it on like I said hard pack, I've run on it on semi-technical stuff, on snow, on sloppy mud. And I've actually found it pretty good overall as a trail shoe. If I close my eyes and don't think about, oh, there's a plate in here, it's actually performed well as a trail shoe, which I think is key, obviously. I mean, like, you know, certainly if you were an ultra runner and had a, a, a flat course to run on, you could use a road shoe in some, you know, uh, nuances. But certainly to run on true trail on a true trail race, um, obviously, uh, you want those features. You want the the bits of protection, the bits of stability, obviously, to go with the performance. And it seems like that's what your goal was and certainly you achieved. You're exactly right. It, it, you know, it feels like you were there when we were writing the brief. It's, you know, it's when we looked at it, you know, we, we, we spent a lot of time tuning the plate. Um, and, and we, you know, we, I think when we started off the product creation process, you know, we, you know, we, we had this, the, the plate tuned way too stiff and our athletes, especially, you know, 12, 15 hours into some big training runs or into some, some bigger races complaining it was just too much. It almost felt overpowering, especially when you got into technical terrain where you wanted that more precise feel and that proprioception was key. Um, and, and we went through dozens of iterations of, of the plate durometer and densities um, to get it right and, and to make sure that we're, we're providing that balance of stability, propulsion, protection. Um, it it w- was key. And I think we landed in a really sweet spot where it feels really natural. I mean, that's one of the things I love about Vective and running in it. It doesn't feel corrective. It doesn't feel overpowering. It feels propulsive in a beneficial way, but it doesn't um, It doesn't feel corrective or, or there is, isn't really a big break-in period i feel with this technology it makes you want to run fast which is super exciting yeah i know you know from having run in thousands of trail shoes i know it's not an easy thing and certainly materials uh, material sourcing are are a 
a big part of that. I, and I, obviously the foam, the plate, the outsole, um, and the upper, and the upper is especially unique in this shoe. Um, obviously certain, certainly several different things going on, really all kind of absorbed into one, one piece upper. I mean, obviously there's, um, in layman's terms, there's obviously, uh, you know, stretch mesh, engineered mesh. There's um, a really bomber durable, uh, I think Kevlar enhanced uh, sidewalls. Um, there's this amazing kind of quasi booty that kind of wraps the ankle. I mean, it, it, it seems like it seems like to do one thing to, to put a plate into a shoe is, is a big task. But obviously to get the materials to create the upper to create the whole system certainly is, I mean, like is a whole nother task. I mean, obviously the bottom part of the shoe, the chassis, Again, that's performance oriented, but but certainly there's so much more focus on closure of shoes now and kind of connectivity, especially in trails, with how well the upper sinks down your foot and not in a constrictive way, but like in a perfectly athletic way. And it seems like that was obviously a huge part of this too. So so obviously no small task to do the plate, but obviously to do it all at once. Wow, that's that's a that's a that's a huge huge target, and it seems like you guys did it well. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's you know a big challenge. You know, it was the upper and making sure that the upper experience matched the, the what we wanted underfoot and, and that that balance of, of trying to create that perfect synergy between the structure support breathability but like a sock like comfort you know and the the best compliment i you know i always get on when on, as a product guy is you know when the shoe disappears on your foot and the right. you know the it, you don't have to think about it and that's you know what we wanted um with the flight vector from an upper standpoint you know as you said you know we've got this the dual layer knit upper with these PU yarns. So, you know, the PU is there to, when it, when it gets heated up, it really bakes in and, and it gives the structure and the durability into that engineered knit. And then that the, the midfoot is key, right? You know, a good trail shoe should lock you in the midfoot and hold you in place, not allowing you to jam into the front of the shoe. And we're using a matrix um, midfoot material. So it's a, it's a woven material, super lightweight, bomb proof with Kevlar yarns, um, but awesome in terms of breathability and drainage um, it, to make sure it locks it in. And then just incredible comfort around the collar and, and, and the padding and the heel so that it, it feels like a sock on your foot was, was really the goal, but provide enough protection and durability for a hundred mile trail race like the UTMB and then everything in between. So yeah, a lot of time was spent to, to perfect and, and refine the upper to to make it feel like it's it's barely there, but provide everything you need for for an ultra. Yeah, certainly. And, and like I said, well done on that. Um, it seems like uh, obviously, you know, we're at a time right now where <clears throat> trail racing, you know, hopefully the trail races come back in more detail, but uh, there were a, tr- a lot of races last year, but more importantly, or more, more profoundly, there were so many FKT attempts, right? And uh, obviously the notion of fastest known times, people chasing their own personal bests or chasing all time personal bests has become this thing, obviously. And, and it just, it's part of the trend of, of the sport being younger, being faster, um, and certainly it, it, it seems like this is a great time for this shoe to come out. That being said, you guys started this two years ago where, where some of those trends were certainly there, but not as profound as they are now. But like maybe back up and, and start from the brief point of view. Like, you know, I know that like there's in any shoe development, it takes a long time for a shoe to come to life. And now that we see it now, it looks like, oh, it just came out. But like this is obviously a two year process. Maybe maybe take us through kind of the whole process um, from kind of how the idea came up and then how we got to this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I mean, it started with the, like, what problem are we trying to solve? And, you know, and we really, when you boil it down to its simplistic terms, it was, you know, running fatigue. 
you know, when you look at, you know, when we looked at like the stats of UTMB a couple of years ago, I mean, 39% of runners didn't even finish the race. And you spend your entire year or several years building up to this moment. Um, and it's such a grueling event and putting yourself, whether it's UTMB or any ultra is just a monumental task. Um, and, and even the ones that finish, when you look at, you know, when they did a lot of the physio testing, you know, the, the, there was a 40% reduction in, in, in lower leg fatigue. I mean, so, so people were finishing and they're finishing just, just shattered. And, and we're, you know, our insight was like, how do we make like this running experience better? And, and, you know, how do we, you know, athletes now, right. Expect footwear to enhance and really improve their performance, right? When you look at what plated shoes have done in the road space, I mean, it's a performance benefit and an advantage. Um, and, and we felt like there was an opportunity in trail to really design a system to maximize the energy on the trail. And let's go out and test it with our athletes. Let's test it in the lab to make sure there's something there. But it was really built around this idea of how do we resolve the traditional running fatigue so that people, even if it is you've got five or 10% more left in the tank at the end of a race, you're finishing strong and you're, you're achieving your, your PR, your personal best, or you're make the difference between 10th place or on the podium um, and everything in between. And that was really for us, the, the aha moment. And when we started with, uh, and it starts with our athletes and making sure that can we validate our athletes. And one of the, I think one of the incredible strengths as a brand is such a deep uh, and broad athlete roster in the trail running space and really tapping into our athletes and leveraging their insights, leveraging their commitment to the, to the product creation process and really refining it all along um, was a super exciting moment. And we knew we were onto something when we had athletes like Hillary, you know, uh, lining up for one of their biggest races last year um, at, at UTMB you know, with one of the more demanding courses that she was racing in a prototype. And it was a, by her choice, this was going to give her a competitive advantage in the field. And, you know, lo and behold, she has an incredible race in a shoe that was still in its early stages. But we knew we were on to something when we had athletes that were demanding to use prototypes in those big moments, whether it was an FKT or a race like UTMB. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, at the UTMB that year, um, she actually ran the TDS, obviously, as you said, yeah. one, of the, one of the harder races there. And I was there at the finish line um, in the wee hours in the morning when she finished. And, uh, of course, she has a smile on her face, right? And that's part, part of that's just Hillary being Hillary, right? But certainly uh, I did talk to her and, and certainly, you know, talk about her entire race. And certainly the footwear was a big part of it. And from my point of view and or the general kind of ultra runner out there, um, yeah, yeah, you go, you go through a race and like, I think, I think we all kind of forget like the pain and anguish. Sometimes we sign up for races and all of a sudden you're in a 50 K or 50 mile or a hundred mile. And you're like, oh, like 60 mile, you know, deep into it. And you're like, oh, this is, this is rough. Right. And that's certainly what ultra running is, but certainly, yeah. One of the things that has certainly challenged me is be, being like late in the race and like, yeah, you've got a lot of muscle fatigue and you don't have the same stride. And sometimes because of that, you don't, uh, nearly have the same propulsion. Your, your, you know, your, your main muscle groups are worn out, and then all of a sudden you're trending into other muscle groups or different, you know, uh, stances, and 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 that makes you even even more fatigued. But certainly the notion that you could be in a shoe that still provides that um, that boost of energy. And, and let me say here that you know, as I said with all these shoes, 
there's no additional outside artificial energy. It's all the energy you're putting into the shoe. I think that some people have said, oh, this is like mechanical doping. And it's not because it's it's still your energy. It's just doing a better job of taking that energy and transferring it. And so I don't, you know, I, I don't have a problem with the new technology and shoes. I actually love it. I think it's great. And, you know, it's, would you rather wear a shoe that gives you that return of your own energy or would you rather wear a shoe that just, you just, you know, it just deadens when you hit the ground. And I, I mean, the, the answer should be obvious, but I think that bringing kind of what uh, carbon fiber did to road marathons into trail shoes is fantastic, especially as I'm talking about, you know, when, the, when you get deep into an ultra and you're just beat up and slogging through, I mean, you know, certainly a lot of things can help you there, you know, a good attitude and more fuel, but certainly if you have footwear working on your side, certainly that'll be a huge thing. Totally agree. I mean, right. I mean that, you know, it's, it's that sometimes those last five or 10 miles in a race are absolutely punishing. And and if we can give somebody the, you know, like a little bit of a boost with, with our product, I mean, to me that that's, that's game changing. And that makes the big difference between DNFing, you know, in a race you've dedicated two years of your life to, or finishing, finishing strong. Um, and I feel like Vective has, has been that kind of that, that aha moment for us with our athletes of like, wow, we're onto something. And this really for at that elite level makes a big difference. Um, and, and now we've got athletes that, you know, five years ago weren't really excited about our product. And now they're demanding and, 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 and using our product in the biggest moments of their career. <clears throat> Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think athletes are a key part of uh, footwear development. Uh, you know, I know from my experience in, in talking to brands that some brands do a really good job of using athletes. I think the North Face appears to be one of those. Um, and then there's some brands that, that kind of put lip service to it. And, and for whatever reason, they don't really use athlete input. And um, <clears throat> I think, I think, you know, the, the proof in the pudding comes down to, yeah, how, how performance oriented, how real, how authentic is a, is a shoe when it hits the market. And that's, I think largely based on that real input that athletes can give. Um, talk about that and how well you guys used athletes in this. I, I know there were some FKTs attempted and set um, in, in, in this shoe or a version of this shoe or a prototype uh, in the last year or so. I guess talk about how much, you know, the North Face has a lot of obviously smart um, shoe designers and marketing people and, and all these things, but certainly using these athletes um, seems like a key, key element. It, it, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, it was Vective has been our most tested footwear product technology to date. Wow. And I think we've got yeah, and we've got thousands of miles our athletes have logged on this, and it's really been refined and validated from the beginning with our, with our top training athletes. You know, folks like Caitlin, Pal Capel, Corey, um, Dylan Bowman, um, Hillary, etc. I mean, the list kind of goes on. It have really been a core part of the testing process from the beginning and really working with our innovation teams um, to ensure that it meets their specific needs and really, you know, like validating that and, and iterating um, in a very organic way has been super exciting. I mean, we've got an innovation lab um, in Annecy, France, right in the heart of the Alps. So it's, it's a competitive advantage for us being connected to the community, being connected to our athletes that live over there um, and be foolish not to leverage the insights and the expertise that they provide. Um, and certainly, you know, folks like from Caitlin, Powell, and Corey, and they've all set fastest node times with our Vective technology just this year, really helping fuel that, that momentum and belief that this technology, you know, being able to perform on that those stages works and works well um, has been instrumental and they've been awesome. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's great when you can get to athletes that can articulate footwear feedback well 
and also perform at that level. And it's not always, sometimes you have really fast athletes and great trail runners, um, but they don't know footwear and they don't know how to communicate what they're feeling. Um, we're lucky where we've got a, an incredible roster that is able to, that wants to engage in the product creation process, but also knows how to articulate what they're feeling, what they like, what they don't like, so we can make meaningful change. Yeah, and I think some of that takes having what I call a learned foot. Um, you know, we've all run tons of miles and everything else. But to your point, yeah, I mean, some people just uh, go out and run and, and for better or for worse, they don't really kind of notice the details. I think that um, in my you know career of reviewing shoes and such, uh, this learned foot concept concept comes from the idea of having like this kind of like a, um, a brain to foot connection, no different than what your hand is. You know, you're, you, when you grab a coffee mug or whatever else, you know exactly um, kind of how it feels and what it means to you. And it, that's why we can be so dexterous with our hands. But I think the same thing can happen with a runner on the trails, not so much on the roads, but on the trails. I think that's certainly, um, is something I've developed. I think a lot of athletes, not all, but a lot of athletes have developed to, to understand that. I think, I think also it's tied to being a little bit geeked out, um, or a lot geeked out on, on specs and numbers. And, and so certainly, you know, running in shoes with a, a zero drop or a six millimeter drop or a 12 drop, you can really tell the difference. And that makes a big uh, impact on how you move, especially on trails, how you move through, uh, through the environment. And I think that all those things combined obviously go into potentially finding the right shoe for you or being able to run, uh, with the best kind of efficiency and form and everything else. People talk about those things in the road more, but I think, I think it's more on trails. It's more about like kind of effectively moving over the trail. Um, and, and so, so, so I think that the specs have a lot to do with that. Um, I also think weight has a lot to do with that. And, and I think this, this, uh, the men's version of the flight effective is a 10 ounce shoe. Women's is probably eight point something. Talk about that and how you got the right weight. Um, because there's been super light trail running shoes and super heavy, like crazy heavy trail running shoes, even in the last several years. But I guess maybe talk about the specs overall and kind of how you got to the, where it is right now. Yeah, it's, you know, I'm as, as a product guy, I mean, weight to me is I'm always pushing and challenging our team to, to, to how can we, can we get the lighter weight product? You know, that adage of, you know, a pound on your feet is like 10 on your back. I mean, it, it weight matters, especially, you know, in, in a product like a trail running shoe that's built for ultra running is you know, grams matter. And so we certainly sweat the details and make sure, but you don't want to compromise, right? And there's a kind of a, we have to find the edge and, and, and make sure we don't go over it and compromise durability or performance. So, I mean, the, these products were, were all of the vective models, all three of them. I mean, we're built to, to, to just take the abuse of ultra running um, and, and with, without falling apart, you know, like as you said, you know, you know, our, our flight active is, is just a hair over 10 ounces and it's 285 grams, six mil drop, and then 25 millimeter stack height in the heel. You know, this, this kind of mid cushion rocker space, which we call it to me is a real sweet spot in the market where it kind of blends the best of, you know, that lightweight, nimble, proprioception feel that you get out of out of racing shoes in the trail environment but uh, also that protective cushioning um, durability environment of, of more robust products and kind of combining those two into one was really our goal so that we're providing the durability we're providing the cushioning the protection but minimizing the weight and the bulk um, which I think goes a long way over over hours on the course. Yeah, so it was, it was, yeah. I mean, Brian, it was, it was a super fun and, and iterative process where, 
you know, we, we would, we would push things too far and, and the feedback wasn't so positive. We, we pull things back, um, and kind of refine it. And, and it wasn't lip service, right? I mean, our athletes had a big voice in this product, um, and this product creation and, and really making sure that we were, we were kind of matching the right product for the, the right athlete, right? Cause you could have an athlete like, like Powell that likes super minimal and more race day shoes. And you put them in a, a plus shoe like the Endurance and it's not a great fit. And that feedback isn't necessarily going to be ideal, but someone like Dylan who loves uh, the Endurance, likes a little bit more cushioning and more meat under his shoe for a hundred K or more is a, is a great subject to, to continue to drive uh, product testing through. So it was a combination of finding the, the right testing uh, testers for the product as well as is making sure that we, we weren't compromising um, to get to a weight goal. Cause I think that's, you know, right. That leaves it, I think a bad taste in someone's mouth, you know, you get 150 miles out of a shoe and it's falling apart. Right what are you doing long-term to, to the, the brand and, and your, your relationship with that, with that runner? Yeah. And certainly, certainly durability is a big factor that I think if you, if you created like a, a nine ounce version of the shoe, yeah, I mean, durability would be different. Uh, maybe, maybe protection would be different. I think that if you created an 11 ounce version too, it would be different too, because that would start to feel on the heavier end. And I think that, um, you know, as, as much as half ounces don't seem like much, I think certainly we, we both know that in footwear, it, it, that's actually a lot. And so getting to a sweet spot, whether it was intended to be around 10 ounces for the men's version or not, uh, certainly seems to be pretty good. I think that, you know, there's been other shoes that have come out that I've had, you know, through the years with other aspects that are, are cool. But again, either hair too light or, you know, definitely a hair too heavy. I've, I've, I've run in, you know, 12 and 13 ounce trail running shoes that had some good aspects to them, but just didn't make it because they were too heavy. So I think that that, to your point, I mean, obviously there is a, a sweet spot, maybe the one that's intended or one that's come to by, you know, by the development process with athletes. Yeah. And it's been, it was a, a bit of both. I and mean, we had a, a weight goal of 10 ounces or lighter um, for sure for, for the flight vective and in, that 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 ebbed and flowed depending on where we were in the product creation process we were able to get under that and then all of a sudden we started getting you know plate issues or we had midsole compression issues and then you know as you as you re, kind of rebuilt the the product uh, it, all of a sudden it started to get a little heavy and it wasn't as snappy and fun and energetic to run in and yeah we, we ended up in a really good spot where we didn't ultimately it was the experience that drove the weight versus hey we need to get to this weight goal now let's make the product work um, and, and I think that was the right approach is making sure, hey, we want to create, you know, the most fluid, the most dynamic, protective running experience for trails possible. And, and let's see where, where, where it ends up on the scale was, was ultimately the goal. Um, I think we achieved that. And, and yeah, sometimes you're right. I mean, half ounce either way can, can make or break a product, but I feel like we're, we're in a good spot where we're not compromising durability or performance. Um, but it still feels lightweight, still feels energetic and fun to run in, which is ultimately what you want out of a shoe. Absolutely. Talking here with Michael Thompson, the Senior Director of Global Footwear for the North Face, um, about uh, the new Flight Vective launch, which is today, January 26th. Uh, I know that it's not the only shoe in the line. There's a couple of their running uh, models. I think the Infant Vective and the Endurance Vective launch soon. Um, those have different versions of plates, right? Those aren't carbon fiber. Those are, I think, PBACs or TPU. Talk about that and talk about why you would uh, continue with plated technology in other versions of shoes and what those other versions mean to other runners. 
Yeah, Brian, the, the, you know, we have got three other models, like you said, the, the Vective Infinite um, it, it, and the Vective Endurious kind of round out the three. And, and what we wanted was to, you know, the, the, the Vective Flight and the, that, that, that style in our pinnacle flagship shoe was, was, was really where the concept and the idea was born. But how can we, can we bring that to a broader range of runners and, and bring the Vective experience underfoot um, in a more of a, a, a wider spectrum in different flavors, as I call it, you know, that not everyone wants um, a responsive underfoot feel that the flight model provides. Um, and we wanted something that you know, on one end that was that, that provided cushioning and a decent amount of cushioning in that kind of mid to moderate rocker space that we want to we want to play in. And the Endurious was one that made a lot of sense for us on one end. Um, and, and, and how do we deliver something that's a little bit plusher underfoot, still provides a really smooth transition from touchdown to toe off, um, but a little bit more flexible. Um, and, and, and in that cushioning plush, um, space for us and, and the Endurus was the, was the answer. And for that, you know, we used a, we used a TPU plate and the idea was to get a little bit softer underfoot, a little bit more flexibility, but provide, um, just, a, the, the right amount of propulsion with a softer flex, um, so that it keeps that, that plush fluid kind of easy feeling underfoot alive and well, that's going to have our same six mil drop with all of our, our vective models, but the stack height goes up to 31 in the heel. So you've got a, a, a bit more material underfoot. If you're, you know, someone like Dylan and, and this is your race day shoe for a, a race like hard rock there you go and, and it'll provide the cushioning the protection you want but for you know everyone else it, it's going to give you a, a softer flex and, but a little bit more cushioning underfoot but still keep the integrity of the rocker shape with that plate which is critical right i mean the i love the the rocker profile and shoes but without the plate they flatten out underweight right away with this you get a really consistent um, fluid underfoot feeling and then in the in the middle is our our infinite, and this is kind of like I, I call the Goldilocks of our shoes, kind of the be, the best of both worlds, where it has um, a little bit more. Um, I think a little bit more of a snap to it in the forefoot. That's because of the of the PBEX plate. So it's a you know it's a lighter weight, it's a little stiffer plate than than our TPU plate, um, but it has um, the same stack height. So it's a really nice balanced ride. So it's a it's a a great um, I think compromise of cushioning protection. Um, um, for a nice balanced ride on technical trails. So it has a stack height of, of 25 in the heel with that six mil drop. Cushioning's a, a kind of a more of a, a medium soft, um, if I had to, to, to look at the three on a, on a spectrum, um, but you still get that really nice progressive rocker feel underfoot with that 3D plate. Um, the PBEX being a little bit stiffer and a little bit lighter weight than the TPU plate that we use on the Enduris. Yep. Yep. I think, I think, uh, you know, getting back to the rocker, the rocker shape, I think certainly that's been one of the great innovations and, and maybe, maybe subtly so over the last uh, 10 years or so, but certainly having that rocker feel on trails, uh, especially with a plated shoe is, 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 I think is key. I think to your point, yeah, there are, um, some shoes that have come out that, um, even though thickly cushioned, uh, some sometimes a rocker definitely leads to, um, a complete decompression or bottoming out of the foam, especially as that shoe ages, uh, certainly, uh, with a plate, um, you, you, you kind of engage the shoe with the foam and then you go right to that plate and it's like more like this flowy kind of 
forward motion feel that um, there's no, no such thing as bottoming out. Obviously, you're just you're kind of like hovering over the foam and just getting enough enough of that softness. Um, but really, you're just kind of engaging that system of the plate. So I think that's, uh, you know, certainly a key to the to the um, overall piece. Um, yeah, I think I think Brian, you touched on it that, that I really like, and and one of the things we wanted to do was can we offer kind of a a spectrum of underfoot experiences for the consumer, right? Is and for the trail runner, and, and you know, for someone like you and I who, who run in a bunch of shoes throughout the week or the year, is you know, I'm a big believer in, in rotating shoes and, and and having a quiver of shoes that you're training or racing in. I think is a super healthy way to approach the sport, and for us, having kind of three distinct models and three distinct under foot experiences under the Vective umbrella was super key here, right? The, you know, the flight Vective is going to be the most responsive kind of propulsion feel, you know, the infinite was going to be more of this balanced protective ride on technical trails. And then Duris was plush, fluid, and easy, um, but all have that progressive rocker feel that you just talked about. And that that progressive rocker feel is the same at mile 100 that it is in mile 300 with our models. I think that's the key is the consistency of the ride underfoot um, throughout the longevity of the product is there, which you know, it isn't necessarily the case with, with other technologies where you tend to bottom out as you, as you, as you mentioned. Yeah. And I have to have to say that I'm, I'm pretty spoiled when it comes to trail running. I mean, living in Boulder, Colorado, um, I can actually pick the shoe that I want for that run specifically on that terrain of, you know, what, what I know is going to be out there, whether it's running Green Mountain or Sinitas or Mesa Trail or, you know, something even like Bobolink, obviously, which is smooth and, and uh, just really flat dirt. But um, I think one of the beauties is, is that obviously, uh, we have these these new shoes and i i told this story in, in a podcast last week about road running shoes and because i have so many carbon plated road running shoes i tend to understand their performance and, and like them so much i wear them now to train in right and and again those are expensive shoes that i i'm blessed to have but like uh, i'm wondering too if, if that'll happen the same way in trails i mean so far um, i mentioned in a review i did um that launched today about this shoe for road trail run that I've actually chosen that after I knew I had tested plenty of miles and I've actually chosen this shoe as my shoe. And that's kind of one of the, um, the benchmarks of like, you know, you know, a, a shoe I like is like, I, I actually choose it to, to, to go on my run, you know? And I think that, um, I, you know, I guess I wonder if I'll get spoiled to the point of like having that carbon fiber plate, um, for performance and certainly not as we spoke about before, just for protection. But I think, you know, again, my, my trend has been, and I've seen this with other runners, using these high-end uh, road racing shoes in training because you're getting more performance out of it. You know, I I'm curious as to whether this will become a thing and, and trail runners will find, you know, either the high-end flight vective or the other versions in, in the plated technology to be a benefit they'll want all the time. I mean, certainly there's a lot of great foam only shoes out there, but I wonder, I wonder if we're all going to get, you know, either spoiled or conditioned to saying, hey, I, I want to run an issue because it's got this kind of this vibe to it. You know, I, I wonder if I wonder if this paradigm is not just changing uh, how trail running shoes will be built. I hope so. I mean, it, you're 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 exactly right. I mean, it feels like the the we I think in some ways the trail runners up until this point have been a little bit shortchanged in terms of the innovation and that those benefits that you you know you get all day long on the road side of things and. You know, when I look at it in, in the, the last, you know, 18 months I've been running Invective, it's it's hard to go back to something else that's a more of a traditional just foam-based shoe. Um, it feels a bit limiting. And, and and when you get into, you know, a plated trail running shoe and, and, and it becomes like your everyday um, trainer, 
um, it's hard to go back, right? And, and it feels like, in, in, I think, as a, as a trail runner that loves the sport and wants to see this, this sport continue to grow and progress, it, I feel like runners should demand that. Right. And, yeah, yeah. and they, they, it's, you know, we're, we certainly aren't the, the stepchilds anymore of, of the running world. And, and I think the exciting thing is just seeing people out on the trails, you know, whether it's you're running Mesa Trail or you're running Flagstaff, et cetera, is seeing them out there. And I feel like, you know, as I've gone through the the, the three different models, yeah, I, I, same thing. I, I pick and choose the, the model that's right for my trail run. But when I go back to a traditional foam based shoe, um, it always feel like for me personally, I'm, I'm left a little bit uh, wanting more in, in the product. So I'm hoping this, this is kind of the, the catalyst for people, you know, runners wanting plated technologies in trail run shoes and demanding, you know, that kind of experience in, in their product. And I feel like it's, it's, it's where things are heading right now in, in, in technology and innovation and footwear. Yeah, yeah, it seems that way. I think that, you know, we, we've both been in this industry for a while. And, and I was just thinking, you know, when I mentioned earlier, uh, the Fire Road Trail Shoe from the North Face, um, I think I ran in that maybe like, say, in like 98, right? And um, at the time, I was kind of a, a nerdy post track and field kind of road running guy who just got into trails in, in the 90s and in Boulder. And, and you know, I, I had the fortunate opportunity to launch Trail Runner Magazine. And at the time, when we were first getting shoes in for testing. It was such a wide range. It was basically road running shoes that had little to no features that you'd expect on a trail shoe, maybe like a cleated outsole, um, but no protection and really just honestly just a, a road running shoe with dressed up, you know, and, and then, then you had like a lot of outdoor companies and boot companies, you know, that were making uh, kind of downsized version of approach shoes. Um, and it was a weird mix at the time. And then uh, the North face uh, put out the shoe called the fire road, which was to me like um, one of the first, kind of light and fast trail running shoes that actually had trail oriented features to it. Right. And so I remember running on that on Hagerman pass, um, one summer when uh, I was actually going up there and staying at one of the huts, one of the 10th mountain division huts. And we got up there, um, and all of our friends got up there and we brought our gear and we backpacked in and I had my trail shoes in my pack and somebody like one or two people forgot things down at their car. Right. Which is, you know, seven, eight miles down the road. And I'm like, Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go get it. And so I, I literally put those shoes on and ran down, the trail and you know got a bunch of stuff and then ran back up and to me that was kind of uh one of the first kind of you know non-racing non-training you know kind of you know aspects of running it's like this adventure part right and like going to somebody's car to get stuff was not an adventure but it was purposeful right it was like this 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 thing you did and but i just remember that 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 shoe and like i remember like you know running in that shoe and and certainly for me sensing that the, the differences in what trail shoes truly were for the terrain and also how you ran in them how they fit your body and all these things and i think that Certainly over the last 20 to 25 years, obviously, we've seen trail running grow and change considerably. I mean, if back then, if you looked at ultra results, it was a bunch of grizzly old men and, and very few women, you know, out there, out, out there trail running and, and the sport was vibrant. But obviously now it seems like it's it's um, much more accessible, much more wide ranging for all types of runners. And I, I'm guessing that certainly comes into play in building shoes and maybe certainly why obviously there's more than just one shoe in this line. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, it's it's amazing. I feel like I started trail running right around the same time when I moved to Boulder, and yeah, you were you were left with uh, you know a couple bad choices, right? You had kind of the outdoor light hiking inspired, you know, kind of like multi use shoe, or you had a, a road basically a road shoe with a little bit of, of traction on it, and, and really nothing that was purpose built. And you fast forward twenty years, and and look where we're at. It's it's amazing, and you know that's what we wanted to do is you know. You, 
not have just a, a pinnacle shoe that's, you know, for elite committed core trail runners, but offer a product like the Endurus and the Infinite that is like offers premium technology, but but uh, I think a, a more democratic underfoot experience um, as well and, and get people into experiencing, you know, a plated trail technology for the first time, I think is just eye opening for um, either a, a new or a seasoned trail runner is is something that, as you said, it's, it's hard to go back to. And I feel like it's Hopefully, we're we're a, a leader in this space and, and really starting to change people's perceptions and the paradigm of what a trail shoe can be and should be. And I think we talked earlier about kind of how some of the trends of FKTs and peak bagging, all that stuff, is, is certainly happening in different ways. It used to be just races, and, and you know, and, and there were short distance races and, and ultra races. And now it's like, yeah, there's adventure running, there's hut to hut running, there's peak bagging, there's FKTs, there's all these different things, which, which is really fascinating. I think that like there's so many reasons to get out and trail run with, you know, elite fast people, your buddies, your neighbors, or just like a group of people. It's so, so social too, you know? So I think it's really cool. Um, and, and kind of how trail running has evolved. And uh, the thing I like to ask shoe designers like yourself is like, okay, based on all that, where, where is shoe design going? We've talked a little bit about that, but I think that, you know, with the change in material science, um, and, and ideas, I mean, obviously with new ideas, new innovation comes new ideas and innovation, right? I mean, you see something either, uh, like this, it comes out the flight vective or other brands doing stuff, even in other categories. And I, I'm sure, you know, as a shoe guy yourself, I mean, you might see like a cool, you know, uh, soccer cleat or, or, you know, whatever it is, basketball shoe and think, Oh, cool. You know, I, and I think that's, what's cool about like creative footwear types. Um, especially from my point of view, from, you know, creative nerdy runner guy, but like, I guess I'd ask you, you know, so what's next, where do we go from here? I mean, obviously we never thought that we'd have, these fast, fast marathon shoes that are, you know, really, really raising the bar and lowering times for all runners in the marathon. Um, and now we're, we're, we're probably going to see some of this it looks like in trail, but I guess, you know, can you look into a crystal ball and think what's next based on some of these trends we've already been through? Yeah, it's, it's certainly like a million dollar question. And, and it's, as I said in the beginning, it's such an exciting time in the last five years, just in footwear in general, just to see how material innovation ha has progressed. And I think, you know, from an upper standpoint, I mean, I get most inspired looking at, you know, like I just saw a new soccer cleat drop this week and looking at the upper materialization and how, you know, you look at a soccer cleat or you look at a you know, a basketball shoe and what that looked like when I was in high school and what they are today are vastly different, right? And right. challenging kind of some of those paradigms of how much protection and, and structure do you need and where do you stop? And I think with material innovations and uppers, you know, you're able to get to this balance of super lightweight comfort, breathability, but you don't have this like stiff, bulky break-in period that's required. Um, you know, it, it feels like it's a, a broken in, you know, baseball glove right away. I think that's pretty amazing. You know, look at the innovation we brought to the flight vective as an example of that. I think that the exciting thing is just seeing what's happened with midsole materials, right? You know, right. when, you know, when you, when you said your shoe was responsive in the nineties, it meant it was like a, it was a two by four you're running on, right? It was hard. It, right. it, it wasn't it, very, it eventually, it was eventually died too, right? I mean, the EDA, yeah. you know, after, after 10 runs was dead, you know? And, and I feel like now we're able to like, we can give responsive yet energetic shoes underfoot right and those those were almost like opposing forces 10 years ago in running shoes and running shoe innovation but with material innovation with phones and now with plates you're able to get to something that is responsive for people that want to 
go fast, but it still feels plush and cushioned underfoot. Um, and that balance of those, of those two sensations, I think is such a really fun space to see um, footwear technology progress too. And I think it's going to continue. I think that the piece that everyone I think is really trying to unlock is, is the sustainability side of things right. in performance footwear, right? And especially when it comes to midsole materials, outsole materials, that's that's a that's a big challenge for every brand, and, and we're we're certainly taking that one on head on as well as you know how do we you know with all of the the hundreds of millions of shoes that are sold a year on this planet, like how do we make sure that we're doing things responsibly? Um, and, and this idea of sustainable performance. Is, is super critical, I think, to, to, to any product manager or any footwear product guys perspective is is making sure that you're you're doing things in a responsible way and, and material science is is trying to catch up as quickly as they can to the ask of, of the industry. Yeah, and it sounds like that could be perhaps uh, hints to what might be next uh, down the road from the North Face. Obviously, you guys have been together as a team for a couple of years now, and this is really the first statement of new footwear. But obviously, I know you guys work you know, a year and two years and probably three years in advance on some of your things. So I, I imagine that, you know, we know that this isn't going to be a one hit wonder, obviously, with the team you have in place there in Denver. Um, so so obviously without I, I could ask you the question, you wouldn't be able to answer. But certainly it seems like obviously there's going to be exciting new models coming out, uh, you know, probably as soon as next year. Yeah, I mean, this is a you're going to see the first of a long term commitment to, to innovation and, and product focus a, a around performance footwear across trail running, hiking, um, et cetera. You know, I think there's, what's exciting is, is we're able to bring the, you, you mentioned earlier this this experience to the also the kind of the broader hike market, which to me has been pretty stagnant. Right. You know, you look at the. When I when I sold you know hiking shoes twenty years ago in retail and where they are today, they're the innovation and the change that we talked about in road shoes and now trail shoes hasn't really kept up with an, in traditional hike product and and bringing the the vective experience to hike for us was huge right it felt like a, a market that was ripe for disruption and bringing some some real innovation um, to a consumer that's been underserved you know i think largely so yeah a lot more to come in that area but yeah it's it's a this is a, an exciting moment for us but kind of the beginning of, of a longer journey to kind of getting back to 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 being a leader and a thought leader in performance footwear both in the in the outdoor space and in the performance run space absolutely absolutely well this has been a great discussion michael thompson from the north face thank you very much i've always enjoyed uh <clears throat> talking to you picking your brain and this was a great conversation and certainly congratulations on the launch of a great shoe and a great line of shoes thanks brian pleasure chatting with you as always and uh, happy birthday again i appreciate you spending this time with me i'll go for a trail run celebrate i love it thank you for joining me on this episode of the kixology podcast a big thanks to michael thompson of the north face for such a fascinating conversation about trail running shoes. Be sure to check out the new shoes at thenorthface.com. Please tune in each week as I talk about all things running shoes, from the newest models, the latest trends, breakthrough innovations, and a look at what's coming in the future. Also, be sure to pick up a copy of my book, Kixology, The Hype, Science, Culture, and Cool of Running Shoes. 